This just handed to me. The following podcast is a Sand Productions production. Welcome to the Autism Warriors podcast, episode five. He looks okay to me. Um, join us at our website at autismwarriors.com. Our email is feedback at sayitproductions.com. Twitter, say it prods. Or you can call us on our voicemail at 813-915-6390. We're live every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Just to let you know, we respect and uphold the rights of people to make choices concerning their family member with autism, whether it be vaccinations, therapies, or medications. I'm Erica Plourd. I'm the mother of two children on the spectrum, Cassidy, nine, and Garrett, seven. And I'd like to introduce my co-host, Pam. Hi, Pam. Hi. How are you today? Wonderful. (laughs) How is the weather affecting you? Are you having any negative effects from the weather? (laughs) I'm having, ah, I've been sleeping a lot. How was your affect? (laughs) (laughs) How was my aflac? (laughs) Aflac, yeah. (laughs) Now you have to tell people what's going on that we're having this, what's the word? Affect. Tate Tate about the uh, affect with an A and effect with an E and the proper usage of of both and driving each other nuts. Driving each other nuts and having an intellectually stimulating conversation about which word we should use. Grammar, of all things, yeah. I know, right? Semantics. Really. My name is Pam Mari, and I am mom to Joey, who is 13 years of age, and he is also on the autism spectrum. Did you want to share uh, your comment that you got? Yes, sorry. Looking at white space here. Uh, we always ask for voicemails, emails, comments, you know, glad to have them. And one, one listener commented to me that she gets lost in the quantity of our random news stories, meaning by the time each of us do two or three of them, she said she's a little lost right. and perhaps we should cut back to one each. So we will take that under consideration. And she also said she enjoys the weekly review from each of us more so than the news stories, and we would enjoy hearing more actual experiences with our children, what we go through. So we'll have to give them more of the real deal. Well, that's great feedback. And I see that we took a poll on the World Autism Community. We did. We, meaning us, (laughs) me, we, like the Queen of England, we, we took a poll this week on the World Autism Community and uh, the questions I asked were, or the question I asked was, what area does your child struggle with most due to their autism spectrum disorder? And I gave them multiple choice, uh, speech, emotional control, sensory issues, or motor skills. And the poll results from that were 54.5% of those responding said that their children had the greatest difficulties in the areas of speech. 36% said they struggled with their emotions. had sensory difficulties and actually got a zero on motor skills. 
Which is surprising because a lot of a lot of kids suffer with motor skill, like fine motor skill and gross motor skills. Um, yeah, but issues. I guess uh, compared to speech issues, maybe it, you know, maybe they weighed in and that. said the speech issue. Yeah. Speech. If I could speak, the speech issue is greater than the motor skill issue. It's probably what they did in the deciding factor of whether they wanted to answer motor skills or speech. Who knows? Yeah, it was just interesting. It was it was very handy to be able to do that, make up your own poll. You know, you can do that in the world autism community. And and then the folks that belong there just click an answer and it, it total gives you your numbers. So I thought it took yeah, that, that is cool of it. Okay, what are our resources? Well, I picked out a couple resources today, and one of them is AutismInspiration.com. It's an online resources bleh, online resource for parents and teachers of children with autism spectrum behaviors. The website is dedicated to providing you with a variety of resources, including lesson plans, games, group activities, sensory integration ideas, forums, and other valuable tools and information to help teach children with autism, Asperger's syndrome, pervasive developmental delay, sensory integration disorder, and other related behaviors. They have sample content, but in order to view the site in its entirety, there is a registration fee. I, I, I looked at it. I liked the sample content. It's $14.95 per month to be a member. If you feel you need this much content, then they have a myriad of content too. Everything I clicked on, it said, oh, sign up, sign up. And then I finally found the sample content. And I was like, cool. Some of the sample content is, uh, uh, you know, fairly interesting. Would you say but this is a private enterprise? I believe is it's it- a, I think it's a for-profit because Wait. why else would they have a, a membership fee? If it wasn't a, if it was a not for profit, then they probably would have all of that stuff free of charge. I don't know. Don't you think that's a little salty for yeah fourteen ninety five a month? They got a lot. They got a lot there, but fourteen ninety five a month is a little out of my price range. So, but it's something that's there, and uh-huh. you know, if people want to become a member. But the sample content they have. Uh, behavior management. They have one thing for behavior management. They have classroom aids, three different things, family group activities, um, math skills, motor skills, parent corner, picture book talks, reading skills, reviews, sensory ideas, social games. Of course, they have this one thing. It's called emotions go fish, but then you go and click on it. It points, it, it tells you you have to get the emotion cards and the emotion cards are part of the member being a member. So I was a little put off by that, but they do have a lot of, they have good stuff there in the sample content. And then the other one I found was, was do to learn.com. That's do the number two learn.com and for over 10 years due to learn has through funding from several sources including the national institutes of health used technology and the web to provide special learning resources for individuals with disabilities and the professionals and caregivers who serve them they have worked with leading educators clinicians teachers and parents to develop serious games and learning material targeting specific deficits of individuals with neurological disorders including autism, Asperger's syndrome, fetal alcohol effects, OCD, attention disorders, learning and communication disorders, and others. The deficits they address include risky and disruptive behavior, as well as lack of appropriate social communication and daily living skills. Due to learn 
Dot-com freely offers for your personal use thousands of pages of the best of the resources they have developed and tested. You do not need to register to use the site, nor do they use cookies or any tracking devices to intrude on your privacy. I thought that was relatively important. Um, their goal is to create a site that provides resources you may need in a respectful way. Now, I might check that out. That, Definitely that check that out. It, 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 they got a lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff, different activities, um, advice on disability, books that they, they have a list of books. They have, di- you know, diagnosis, family advocacy. They have getting organized in the classroom. They have picture cards that you can print out if you needed them. They have products like make a schedule. I think that one actually, it says here, log in, but whatever. Feelings and emotions overview. Actually, one thing I had clicked on, it actually had, and I can't find it now, of course, but I had clicked on it and actually showed this little, like, computerized face, and then you click angry or or happy, and the face did whatever. <laughs> it was like, you know, if you want to learn other people's reactions, you know, the whole reading social cues and stuff like that. But definitely something to check out. And that's all I had for resources. That's interesting. Well, I only came up with one, and that's because I, I think this one is really interesting. You know, Joey has his own channel on YouTube, which he fills the the airwaves or what have you with his videos that he makes. And I just stumbled on this one day. And if you're if you're a believer of getting your information from the quote-unquote horse's mouth – this is the place to do it because I stumbled on this young man's channel. His name is Arman, A-R-M-A-N, middle initial, K as in kite. And I'm guessing, I'm going to say Hodai, H-O-D as in dog, A-E-I. And he's created his own channel and he films himself. And he is a young man. I would, I would categorize him as having Asperger's. He's, he's very, very articulate. Very articulate, good-looking young man. Uh, but he's made it his mission to talk about things he experienced growing up, like uh, being afraid to ask the teacher to go to the bathroom when he was in kindergarten and just a whole whole gamut of experiences and how his autism affected how he perceived what the teacher was saying to him and what others felt about him. So – there it is, right right from the horse's mouth. And you can go to YouTube, you can subscribe to his channel and watch. It seems like he makes a new video every week. Well, the one you did provide, I, I, I enjoyed it. He provided an immense amount of insight. It was a great video. So definitely something to check out. Yeah, I, I found it very interesting, easy to listen to. And like I say, I subscribed because when I get a free minute, I want to sit down and listen to some more of his videos. Definitely. Definitely. I was thinking the same thing. But our topic of the week and my question to everyone out there is, have you ever run into a person who does not understand why your child is behaving in an inappropriate way? Or have you had someone say to you, he looks okay to me? (laughs) Yes, I have. Have you? <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, this comment, as as we both know, may be overheard from persons observing our kids. However, this week we wanted to discuss the unseen effects. 
effects, effects, effects of autism that onlookers may be unaware of and that are the root of the problems our kids live with. In that many, I won't say all, many slash most uh, of our kids do not have any outward, I don't know how to put this tactfully, facial, physical characteristics that may be found in other developmental disabilities, say for, for instance, Down syndrome. Many mm-hmm. times our kids are perceived as normal. Um, the public does not understand the challenges they face that are not outwardly visible. If you um, see a child that looks normal, you generally assume that they are normal. And we kind of wanted to go into each of the categories of problems, not behaviors, problem areas that our kids suffer from that aren't aren't blatantly obvious. You, You would never know unless you speak to one of us, unless you live in our household, unless you teach these children, unless you have one for a neighbor. You won't. No, no, you definitely won't know. And you wouldn't. even even spending like with my children, uh, spending five minutes of time with them, you wouldn't know. You have to spend a certain amount of time with them for them to let their guard down and let their behaviors start showing. Um, unless you're in the department store and one of them wants to have a meltdown in the middle of the department store. <laughs> but, well. I mean, I was just, I was thinking I have many stories about this surprise looks on people's faces when I tell them that my child or my children are on the spectrum. And some people do not understand the behaviors and they deem my children as brats. I've had actually people tell me that my kids are brats. I've had people call my kids brats and say they do not like my kids. I've had people look at my kids with disdain when some behaviors have manifested. For instance, going out to, you know, said uh, department store and I've had to explain in detail the work to the workers at a particular department store that my da- daughter laying on the floor and having a meltdown is simply a meltdown do not talk to her do not address her because she will lash out just let her be and she will come out of it of course I have also had to leave the department store because both of my children were having meltdowns because they were overstimulated and screaming so it's some of the yeah. Some of the things we run into as autism parents. It's it's hard, but I, I wrote a blog about this. You know, Joey, I take Joey every stinking day to Mickey D's. I don't know why. I must be an idiot. But it's it's a ritual for him. And we were going through the drive-thru one day, and he was, you know, not doing too well. And so by the time we got to the pay window, you know, pay the kid, I put down the window, and, and this kid – looks at me and he looks in the back seat and Joey's thrashing around and carrying on and he says what's his problem and it it just struck me wrong <laughs> just you know the my claws started to come out yeah you just the hair on and, the back of your neck stands yeah, up and you just want to rip the person's eyes out I, I totally understand and relate and to I that and I said his problem is that he has autism and the poor kid went, you know, start choking. And he said, oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. Anyway, make a long story short. We go there every day. Everybody knows us now. They know who Joey is. They know what's up with Joey. They're different. They look at us different because they know. Yeah, because, you know because they've been educated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they're a little more accepting. Now they're interested to talk with him. Now they want us to come inside, you know, so that he can go to the cash register and things like that. So 
uh, sometimes, unfortunately, you, you got to, you know, suck up that initial insult in, in order to get the door open to teach exactly. them. But exactly. boy, anybody out there listening. I have actually a card in my wallet. You carry that? I don't carry the card. I'm pulling it out right now. I have a card, and it says, I apologize if my child was disturbing you. Big bold letters, autism is a neurological disability affecting about one in every 150 children born today. Of course, I need to have this one updated. Behavior that may on the surface seem rude is my child's only way of dealing with the world. If this is the first time autism has touched your life, I hope you will be patient and understanding. To learn more... And then it says, to learn more about autism, please visit autismgear.com and click on links. I take the card back because it's the only (laughs) card I have. Did you read it yet? Okay, give it back. All right. You done? I mean, I've had people staring at my kids in in line at the store and they're having like meltdowns and I'm I'm just trying to get through. And they're like looking. you, You know the look. The look that, oh, that kid's a brat. Or you hear them mutter under their breath, that kid's a brat. And I say, actually, no, my children are not brats. They are on the autism spectrum. I just say it clear as Real loud. (laughs) Real loud, too. Real loud. Oh, well, people need to understand. And maybe part of why we do this, we do the podcast, we do this episode in particular, is to educate anyone that doesn't know because if they don't know it hurts it does it it hurts so bad i mean i've even had family members call my kids brats they don't know that they didn't know the uh the different like garrett has a modulation problem with his voice where he talks really loud but then he does it in a sing-songy way, and it's like his brain is not processing fast enough to get the words out of his mouth. So he'll stop mid-sentence, and it's like he's taking a long pregnant pause, and then he'll finish his sentence. <laughs> you know. So. Oh, uh, so our first category of things that areas where our children have problems and that may not be evident to the rest of the world until, like you say, you try to engage them in a conversation or or whatnot is the area of speech and language. And many of our kids with ASD are late talkers. We've, I think we touched on this before. Joey didn't talk till he was three. He had the jargon. Uh, I didn't know what the heck, you know, I thought he was talking German or whatever, but it wasn't English. Yeah. Uh, some, some kids are totally nonverbal. Some are, and they rely on assistive technology such as picture boards or sign language to communicate. Um, that's just the way it is. I, I don't know the, the medical reasoning for that. I've had moms tell me, honest to goodness, um, autism moms tell me that they feel they're too lazy. The uh, kids are too lazy? Yeah. Yeah, honestly. And they're autism moms because, you know, the one lady said to me, well, why why would you talk if you could just point to something and get what you wanted? So That's what, you know, my, Cassidy, Cassidy Speech and Language Pathologist said to us, or to me rather, she said those exact words. Why, if you want to facilitate Cassidy talking, 
why would she want to talk if she points to the cupboard and you say, do you want a cookie? And you give her a cookie. Why would she want to talk and ask for a cookie if she's pointing and you're giving her what she wants? I don't know. That's a hard one because I'm I'm not medically inclined to, you know, I've and plus I've had other moms say that they feel that their speech centers in the brain were so damaged by, uh, I was going to say thalidomide. Oh, my God, I almost put my foot in my mouth. Um, <laughs> thalidomide, okay. Thimerosal or some other chemical that the speech centers in their brain are damaged. So we don't know. You know, we're just saying that some children are nonverbal, some are very limited, and some, like, I don't know about Garrett, but, like, Joey never shuts up. I mean. Garrett, Garrett can be quiet at times, but he – for the most part, never shuts up and never sits down. But again, along with that, many of our kids have problems with pronoun reversal and they refer to themselves and others in the wrong grammatical person. And I wasn't going to admit, I tried to look it up and figure it out, like first person, second person. I'm not going to go there, but example being third person, Joey will, Joey will say, Joey wants a pretzel instead of saying, I want a pretzel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, I put in parentheses here, no accounting for this in cookie monster Elmo. I, I always wondered why did they let that continue? Why is Elmo allowed to say Elmo doesn't know, you know, or why is cookie monster allowed to say me want cookie? You know, it's a bad example. It's it is bad. I don't, all the PhD, you know, producers and directors and consultants they have on that show, and they still let them go on like that. So, but that's they they have a problem with applying the correct pronoun in in the correct. You know, Joey will say, um, "Tell Daddy, you know, she needs to turn off the car." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a he. No. Oh, so they have problems with that. Many repeat phrases, and this is this is my Joey repeat phrases. Or entire conversations that they've overheard, and this is called echolalia. And there can be immediate echolalia where, like Erica, if you would say, Garrett, do you want a cookie? Right away, he'd say, Garrett, do you want a cookie? Oh, Cassidy or, used to do that all the time. Yeah, that's immediate echolalia or Cassidy, delayed echolalia. do you want a drink? Cassidy, do you want a drink? Mm-hmm. No, really, Cassidy, do you want a drink? Cassidy, do you want a drink? No, seriously, do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? <laughs> yeah. Until we came to find that, okay, it's echolalia, but she was, that was her way of saying yes. So, okay, here's your drink. (laughs) Yeah. Or then the delayed echolalia where, like Joey, like he's constantly scripting videos, commercials, Mm -hmm. and some kids will repeat conversations, you know, like, God help you if you have one of those children because then you have to watch what you say because then they'll go to your neighbor's house and say, that neighbor of mine sure is a lazy pig, you know, <laughs> because they overheard your conversation, you know, so you have to watch it. Um, yep. So that's one of the things that plagues our kids with, with speech. And like I said, Joey repeats video scripts. So even though it, it has helped expand his language, and he does sometimes use the the pieces from the scripts appropriately. I mean, it's not like I'll say, Joey, do you want French fries? And he'll say, the Tom and Jerry cartoon kit. You know, no, he'll answer with an appropriate piece of a script. And many times people don't pick up. They don't know. 
how do they know it's from from SpongeBob? You know, unless he says SpongeBob. Um, so he uses the little bits of the clips correctly, but it took a long time. Like even just now, I'm starting to see betterment in his uh, sentence construction. You Which know, is you, great. yeah, but it takes a long time. So that's very hard for our kids. You know, you might ask them a question. They, they can't answer you right away. They can't, um, come up with their problems with the, with what they call word retrieval. You know, like mm-hmm. when you, I'd say, yeah, you know, with Garrett. Oh, I just can't, I just can't think of the word I want, you know, well, they can't, they can't bring it, bring it to the forefront quick enough. So that's yeah, Garrett's that's like that. I mean, I was having a conversation with him this morning and he was telling me, I wish I was a bird so I could just fly away. And, but it was, you know, very hard for him to get some of those words out. Where I wish I was a bird, then a long pause, so I could just fly away. But I need my wing license. <laughs> you know, it was all la 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 la, and then pause, and then la 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 la, pause, and then final sentence. You know, but was he was he serious? He was serious. He wants his he wants some wings and a wing license. Okay. Yep. Yep. Well. I mean, my kids do the same thing with the scripting. With the uh, whole, you know, Cassidy knew all the words to Bambi. Oh, my gosh. Back when wow. she was however old she was watching Bambi, she knew all of them. Garrett does the same thing. They'll they'll be sitting in the back seat just going over a script. <laughs> like, if I could only videotape this, you know. <laughs> going Enjoy. over what they've watched on TV or whatever. Joey has a little boy in class that he likes to script back and forth with, you know, the only verbal child in his class. So it's like, okay, why not? But um, I lost I lost a thought here as far as speech goes. Yeah, I lost my thought. I, I have a word retrieval issue right now. I can't. You're having a word retrieval yes, issue. Yes, I can't think of it. Um, but the... Uh, yeah, maybe I have it too. The, the, the That's speech, where he gets it from. Yeah, the speech develops slower, and uh, the that's what I wanted to say. The, they have problems. Some may have problems also with the non-concrete, abstract questions. Like Joey's been working for years on who, what, when, where, and why. Ah. Uh. And the, the hardest one is why, you know. The hardest one for Garrett is what? I'll call him when he, you know, I'll call the kids when they're at their dad's house and I'll go, Garrett, what are you doing? He goes, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm like, no, what are you doing? Mom, I just told you I'm fine. I'm like, no, seriously, what are you doing? I'm like, forget it. Okay, you're fine. Glad. What are you doing? I'm fine. (laughs) How's he do with why, though? You know, why did you hate your sister? He does fine. He can answer it. Really? That's that's good. Yeah. Yep. I think I'd rather have why, why answers than what. It's like, I mean, because I was angry. Uh, okay. Why? Then what do you get when you ask, why are you angry? 
What kind Why of an are answer you angry? Do you get? I just don't know, Mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a kid thing, but. I would really like to have some why, why answers. Yeah, why answers are good. <sighs> They're hard. They're very hard. But so, moving, moving right along. Moving right along. We've got sensory issues, you know, that some of our kids have problems with. This is so, this is very hard to explain because I'll tell you as I sit here now and I'm 13 years into this autism situation I still don't quite grasp it myself it it's so different I mean what you and I go through every day in our bodies what we feel how we experience other people and and nature and the world and everything we take for granted and to try to explain to someone that it's different for these guys it's mm-hmm. it's very uh, weird weird is the only word i can come up with okay um one of joey's ot's made a good example one day in a meeting she said to me okay now i want you to tell me which of these bothers you the most and she reached across the table and she like grabbed a hold of my hand and she squeezed it i was like okay yeah so what then she took her her index finger and ever so lightly just drug it across my arm and I was like get on you know <laughs> so like bugs crawling on me or something she said that's what I'm talking about she said they would prefer that you grab onto them and squeeze because that light touch is magnified so many more times for them mm-hmm. than than what you just felt and that's the one of the best examples I've ever, I've ever had. So when Grandma comes here and she wants to kiss Joey, she kisses him on the cheek, and he goes, Ugh, "I want to peel this," meaning he wants to peel the kiss off his cheek. <laughs> you know, it's because it they're hypersensitive to touch. That's right. And that comes into play with I don't know how your kids are, but Joey is like. Tagosaurus. I mean, he will cut the tag off anything, even if. Oh, it's not I don't fun. even. I don't even buy stuff with tags on them now because most, a lot of clothing manufacturers make the little imprint on the back of the shirt. Yeah, I so try to. Can't tell whether or not you're putting it on backwards or not. <laughs> oh, where was that? That's in my weekly thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a tag. Okay, that's how. <laughs> It's even worse. I had a full-fledged tag in that shirt. I'll tell you, I know, I kind of know how my children feel in terms of the sensory, the highly sensitive to touch, highly sensitive to light, sounds, colors, smells, because I have sensory issues myself. Sometimes if I'm in a, if I'm in one of my moods where I am angry, do not touch me, do not come near me. I don't like it when people touch the top of my head. Like Garrett and used to have to help him put his shoes on. He would touch the top of my head and I would cringe. So I kind of, I kind of grasp that concept a little bit. I don't like being overly stimulated where I don't like having the TV going with, with the music going. I don't like too much noise. I feel like he's yelling at me. So I turn the TV down really low to the point where he could just barely hear it. I, I can comprehend. I mean, Joey had the, um, the one of the old versions 
of the Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs commercial playing tonight. <laughs> you know how noxious that is. And he would play it over and over and over and over. And I was like, if you don't get rid of that Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you know. So for our listeners or what have you, it's it's pretty much the same thing. Only for our guys, they say it's that magnified. it's magnified. Yeah, it's it's just magnified to the point that it, it scrambles their their thoughts and they just want to like explode to get away from it you know and that can come from like you say um sound you know too much sound coming in at one time uh, cartoons or videos or or video games or people in a in a room talking you know another good example the ot gave was we're all sitting in you know the typical oval table meeting and she said now Everybody stopped talking. Okay, so we all stopped talking. And she said, what do you hear? Well, there was some, something blowing, you know, like the air conditioner or something. And she said, okay, everybody heard it. She said, now we're going to go on with the meeting. But she said, if you were highly sensory, you know, problematic, you would not be able to tone out that air conditioner sound. It, it would be there, like right in your face. While you're trying to talk, all you could hear is the air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Whereas you or I would be like, oh, yeah, it's up there, you know. Um, I would focus on it merely because she pointed it out. <laughs> I would not be able to take take my focus off of it. I'd be like, thanks a lot. Now I just missed the whole meeting, you know. <laughs> I thought it was a good example. I mean. It is a good I, example. It's a very good example. It's such an abstract concept. Um, you know, everybody has things that bug them, sounds and, and things like that. But for our guys – uh, like you say, the clothing, the light touch versus the hard touch. We've heard, I don't know anyone personally, but kids that are, are just tortured because they actually can hear a sound being emitted from fluorescent lighting. Mm. It, it gives off some kind of high, you know, something that you and I can't hear, but they can hear it. So sometimes they're in classrooms or whatnot and the teachers can't figure out what is driving this kid up the wall every day and it's, it's the fluorescent lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, the fire engines. Oh, brother. You know, the, the siren on the fire engines. People's voices. Like everybody that comes to Joey's house, I have to tell them, don't do that kindergarten sing-songy like you said your son does. Yeah. The up and down and up and down. <gasps> that drives him bananas. Or <laughs> I guess we can't get Joey and Garrett yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, oh. flashing lights or, or video games. Any of these, and the point with all this being for the listeners, any of these things can cause our kids to just melt down and lose it. it it's not that they're being bad. It, it's just, it's overwhelming. It. Yeah. Yeah. They're overstimulated it, by it. They just want to escape and, and they have to vent how badly it makes them feel. So a lot of times when you're seeing the meltdown in the Walmart or uh, Hershey Park or Disneyland or something. That's why there's just too much going on sometimes for them to handle. And sometimes they can handle it. Sometimes they can. Some kids are more sensitive than others, you know. Nope. So when you see that in a Walmart, it doesn't mean the kid didn't get the cookie or the candy bar. You know, um, it just doesn't mean that. So don't try not to assume that. doesn't mean they're bad parents. It just means... The child is very sensitive, and if you see a kid walking around with headphones on, 
and you wonder what the heck's that kid got. Sometimes it's to muffle the, to muffle the sounds. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. But those are only two of the areas that bother our kids. And, and we definitely have a lot more to talk about on this on this um, issue. But we had to break our show down into we had a lot to talk about, so we had to break it down into two episodes. Well, it's a lot to it's a lot like, to take in. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I when I went to Joey's first evaluations and meetings and whatnot, I thought these people are really nice. I mean, they're really nice people. But when I left the meeting, I thought, oh my God, they are they're out there, like in the what was that movie, John Travolta and the baby? Who's Look who's talking. Yeah. Where he looks at a, a Olivia, what her name, and he goes like, oh, yeah, she's gone. You know, I thought they were all nuttier than fruitcakes about, you know, uh, the squeezy balls in the ball pit felt good to him. And, and he did this because he, you know, he, he walked on his toes because of this. And I was like, what? You know, <laughs> You must be gone, you know, that give me my kid and let me out of here, you know. But it took so long for me to actually see it in his daily living, you know, come to pass, you know, like, don't kiss me, don't touch me, or my socks, yeah. the freaking seams in the socks. Do you have that? No. Gar Although Garrett came off the bus oh. today with no shoes on. I'm like, okay. it's freezing out there. He's like, I just didn't want to wear my shoes. Yeah. I like being barefoot. I'm like, okay, but not when you get off the bus. Well, thank God it wasn't like Joey got halfway up the driveway and dropped his pants because he said his butt was sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a major well, issue with him. I noticed, a sweaty butt. I noticed afterwards that. His socks were wet. Now, I don't know why his socks were wet because it didn't rain today unless he walked through some puddle or something. But his socks were wet. So no wonder why he didn't uh -huh. have those shoes and socks on. Yeah. He couldn't stand the, the, the feel of the socks being wet. And then there comes into the next week's – here's the teaser. Next week's issues is the social component for our kids – Hey, my butt is sweaty. I don't like the way it feels. I'm in my driveway. I'm driving shorts. I don't care what the world thinks, you know, because that's the way they are. You know, like I say, that's another issue for next week. But they pretty much function on, on a, oh, a level where I am, I am important. You know, I am here. I am me. I will do what I need. You know, mm -hmm. if my butt is sweaty, I'm going to air it out. And that's it. It's perfect. More like logic, you know, than the social niceties and what that, you know, we all function under. You know, my socks are, are wet. They, I don't like the way it feels. I'm taking my shoes off. You know, that's yeah. it. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. And, um. Well, I guess we should move on to our one random news story. One random news story. Oh, well, you didn't put one in. No, I didn't. Oh, you could have hacked mine out. Okay. <laughs> this this is old news now, but it, I found it so 
disgusting. I just had to use it. Uh, New Hampshire senator proposes shipping the mentally disabled off to Siberia to freeze to death. Now, this gentleman... I don't want to go to Siberia. <sighs> He's... Yeah, I won't say it. But in an, in a conversation with someone that called his office to ask about funding uh, for the disabled, there was this exchange back and forth. And when the caller, you know, asked why he didn't vote for this bill or what have you, he responded that... Uh, the defective in our society, you know, the mentally ill, the people with AIDS um, should all be shipped off to Siberia to die because they're, uh, they're a weight on society. And how long can society continue to support these types of people? And it went on and on and on and on and on. You know, these things that he said. Now, this gentleman is 92 years old. He's been in the Senate for, you know, 92 years or whatever. But I just found it really depressing that someone in that position, I always hold uh, people in politics and, and role models, you know, to a higher standard that they wouldn't say. I know it's a, I know it's a free country. Okay. I know it's a free country, but try and set an example for others. Okay. You don't, you don't allude to the fact that the sick and and the weak and whatnot should be weeded out like, you know, yesterday's garbage and, and thrown in a landfill because, you, you know, once you adopt an opinion like that, it depends on who's doing the weeding out, Mr. Mm-hmm. 92-year-old senator, because you yourself may find yourself on that train to Siberia. Exactly. You know? So, exactly. to make a long story short, he resigned. He resigned his position. In the Senate Good. after, after Good, because that, he so. should have because of that com- that commentary is just uncalled for and appalling. Yeah. I mean, and again, I, you know, the president said that his bowling was like being at the Special Olympics. That was a heck of a slip on his part, but I think he did apologize for it. And Good. I think that's, that's all that, that the community would have asked of this man is that he stand up and say, you know, I apologize for having said that, but he quits, so that's fine with me. <laughs> fine with me. Woo-hoo, yay, good. Yeah. People like, like that don't belong in public office. Really? That's my opinion, but, <sighs> yeah. So how was your week? Well, uh, now to let the cat out of the bag, so to speak, to give you an idea of how confusing our autism household is, I went out to lunch the other day with my sister-in-law. I mean, we, we went to this new fancy-schmancy uh, Chinese buffet where they had a pond in the lobby with, like, smoking volcanoes and, you know, really, what's the word, tacky. <laughs> <laughs> tacky Chinese restaurants. You know, <laughs> 17,000 buffet tables and uh, 42 kinds of chop suey and the whole schmagaggy. But And we're sitting there and just getting ready to hit my wonton soup, and she says, your shirt's on inside out. I said, what? She said, feel the, feel the seams on your shirt. Like, and I reached over and, and I thought she meant like turned around because I wear turtlenecks all the time. I thought she meant around, like turned around. No, it was inside out. And then I reached around the back and I thought, well, maybe nobody noticed. No, here's a tag right back here. You know, Sticking out in the back, and I'm like, oh, my God, is there a ladies' room around here? So that's how, you know, 
wound up we are during the day that we go out with our clothes on backwards and inside out and upside down. Um, other than that, thanks to my co-host, my son has discovered the Angry Birds. Uh, and he's better at it than I am. <laughs> of course, all kids are. Oh, and like I said, the the fact that his speech improves all the time instead of now just getting mom, 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 you know, and you go in and like, what? He came out and he said, mom, I have something to show you. I was cool. like, okay, that's cool. I'll take that. So like I say, it, it's taken a long time, but every year the speech improves every year. So I'm happy about that. That was my week. That was my week. What'd you do? Well, yesterday, yesterday we were at Cassidy goes to group therapy, you know, behavioral health therapy every week with a group of girls and they learn social skills and how to express their emotions and all that stuff. Um, well, we're sitting in the waiting room and Garrett saw that an, a little girl was playing on her play, um, Nintendo DS and he literally walks up to her, puts his face in her face and says, what game are you playing? And she kind of looked at him like, get the heck away from me. <laughs> I was like, Garrett, Garrett, you need to come over here and sit down. And he just kept going on and on. I don't understand. Mommy, why won't she talk to me? I don't get, I don't understand. Does she not like me? Is she, is she, is she just a person that doesn't talk? I don't understand. He went on about it for like a half an hour until I finally said to him, I said, Garrett, she's probably shy. Oh, well, if she's shy, maybe I can, maybe, you know, maybe I can talk to her and make her not shy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at that. I'm, I was playing Angry Birds. Um, <laughs> at the time, you were playing time, Angry Birds? I was playing Angry Birds. Just, Garrett, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's okay. People don't have to talk to you while they're wait in the waiting room. She's waiting for someone and she doesn't have to talk to you and you have to accept that. I'm sorry. But Cassidy's oh. mood swings are getting worse, but oh, we're no. handling it. Part of her issue is being bossy and of course she's at that age on the cusp of puberty. She hates everything, including mom. Oh, she no. told me she told me the other day that she didn't like her life because she has to wait for Garrett's bus and she had to go to the bathroom. I'm like, so go to the bathroom, but I have to wait for Garrett's bus. I said, you don't have to wait for Garrett's bus. Go to the bathroom. No, you don't understand, Mom. I have to wait for Garrett's bus. She was very rigid about it. I have to wait for Garrett's bus and get him off the bus. I'm like, no, you don't. I will watch for the bus. Go upstairs and go to the bathroom. It's it's part of her routine, waiting for Garrett yeah. to get off the bus. So, you know, just go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh. So, and Garrett had a mini meltdown after school today. But which wasn't half as bad as the supreme meltdown he had at having to go to school yesterday. I said, Garrett, your bus is here. And he was all ready for school. He had his backpack on. He had his glasses with his glasses case, glasses in the glasses case in his hand. But he had a transition object. The fish. He, came, he, had, Mr., he had Mr. Whale. Okay. He came out the door and I said, Garrett, I'm sorry, you can't bring Mr. Whale with you to school. Oh, boy. Full on fledged crying meltdown. Oh. Takes the glasses and throws them to the ground. 
I hate you. I, why can't I bring Mr. Wheel to school? I want to bring him. I said, Garrett, pick up your glasses uh, and get on the school bus because it's time for you to go to school. And or his bus driver's name is Orlando. And I said, and Orlando's not going to wait until you have your meltdown. And mommy's not going to bring you to school. You need to get on that school bus. So he got on the school bus and he walked up the stairs and he's still mid meltdown throws his glasses down on the floor and proceeds to go to the back of the bus and I could hear him. And it's a pretty good distance from the from the stoop to the to the road. I could hear him screaming on the bus. Oh, don't you oh, just love it, yeah. Oh, that poor child. But they handled it. You know, they have an aide that sits on the bus with the bus driver. Okay. But they handled it. He went to school and he came back in an excellent mood. <laughs> And I was just like, Garrett, I'm sorry. I would love for you to ha- take Mr. Whale, but they're going to give you a hard time. And then they're going to call mom and tell mom that she he can't bring toys to school. And da 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 da. So I have I have half a mind to let him just bring it sometimes. I know because you hate to send them the off like that. Yeah, because how is he going to have a good day at school if he starts off in a bad mood? Yeah, I know. I know. But next week we'll be talking about, we'll be continuing the He Looks Okay to Me conversation. I'd like to thank you, Pam, for hosting with me tonight. You're quite welcome. Thanks for putting up with me. (laughs) Affect, defect. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. Like I have nothing better to do. (laughs) But please, if you have any feedback, email us at feedback at sayitproductions.com. Or you can call us. Our voicemail is 813-915-6390. You can visit us at autismwarriors.com. Catch us live at 8 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night. Um, If you visit sayitproductions.com backslash donate, you could look at all the various ways you can donate to make this, you know, to keep this show up and running. Um, Thank you so much and see you again next week. (laughs) 